Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the How to Sleep podcast. Today you're going to learn why setting boundaries is so important for sleep and get a takeaway action for this week so that you can start applying this today. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you have worked so hard to create and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. So I want you to bear with me if you're not sure what on earth setting boundaries has to do with sleep because I'm totally going to explain it. And I wanted to talk about this because I've noticed a correlation between clients that come to me that struggle to sleep and the extent of their ability to set and stick to some really fundamental boundaries that we need for sleep. Okay, so just to start with, I want to explain what I actually mean about setting boundaries because I'll be honest, when I first heard people talk about boundary setting, it all sounded a bit vague to me. So if you're not familiar with this topic, I'll just clarify what I mean to start with. Boundary setting to me is simply about defining your personal limits and then sticking to them. So there are loads of things in everyday life that boundary setting can apply to. So for example, how close do you think it's appropriate to stand next to someone before it becomes uncomfortable? That sense of personal space, that personal boundary, it varies from person to person. Or how late would you call someone on the phone at night before you'd think it's an intrusion? Or what topics would you consider appropriate to talk about to someone that you've only just met? So uh, all the time in all our areas of life, we, we consciously or otherwise set boundaries and then stick to them. However, for all of us in some areas of our life, and for some people in loads of areas of their life, boundaries are either hard to set or hard to stick to, or both. So a common example of this for many of us is the boundary between work and home life. And if you have your own business, it's probable that you don't stick to a pure nine to five, five day a week schedule. You will blur these boundaries. And that might be a good thing because it gives you more flexibility. But sometimes it means you can hard you can find it hard to switch off from work because there's not a definite a boundary between when it's acceptable to work, when it's work time and when it's not work time. And when I say when it is and when it is and when it's acceptable, I mean acceptable, that's the that's in accordance with the personal boundary that you've set on what is right for you. Or perhaps you never even set a boundary and you've never thought of it in this way. Um, another example of a boundary that you might find it hard to stick to is if you have a certain friend or a family member that, that often asks things of you. So either your time, your money, energy, everything and you finding it hard to say no. Okay, so hopefully you get the gist and you understand what I mean in this context about boundary setting, and you can probably think of some examples where you have clear boundaries that you stick to and others that you find harder to stick to. So what I've noticed and what I really want to share with you is both in my own experience of tackling my sleep issue and then with clients I work with, there's a strong correlation between sleep issues and having trouble setting certain boundaries around sleep and rest um, that I wanna talk to you about. And there does tend to be common underlying reasons why 
people struggle with this boundary setting, but I don't have time to go into that today. So I just want to focus on talking about examples of these boundaries so that you can start to identify them and then consider if this is going to be helpful for you in tackling your sleep issue. So here are some examples of the common issues that I see with boundary setting and the particularly important ones, how this can impact solving your sleep problem. So I'm going to start with the most obvious one, possibly, the the boundary where you draw a line in the evening and you say, I'm going to go to bed, and then you actually follow through and go to bed at that time. So lots of people I've worked with either have a, have an ideal time in mind or they get clear signals from their body and mind that they should go to bed, but then they don't. So this kind of might come earlier in the day when you're yawning at like 3pm and struggle to stay awake and you tell yourself you'll have an early night or you'll be in bed by this time. Uh, it might be when you start to watch a programme on the television and you're nodding off, but you don't get up at that point and go to bed. You sort of fight it and try and carry on watching. It might be when you're still responding to emails at 10pm and you keep making spelling mistakes, but you, you're still not getting the hint and, and you carry on anyway, the sort of sense that you've got to push that boundary and, and keep going. So these are all signs that your your body is giving you a nudge to set a clear boundary, but you you keep ignoring it. And guess what the impact of this is? The impact is that when you finally do want to go to sleep, your mind is confused. It's like, oh, I thought you wanted to fight this now. I thought you wanted to be up. So now I'm, I'm awake. I'm going to stay up. This is fundamentally a boundary issue. Your body and mind will give you clear signals about your boundaries. You may have even set a boundary, but then you have to work with your body to honour those and not override them. Another example I see is an inability to say no on to taking on more and more things to do. It's not directly linked to sleep, you might think, but again, it's a correlation I see in the clients that I work with, so I wanted to, to bring this up. So some of you are feeling obliged to get things done, and you say yes every time someone asks for something, or maybe particular people, like a, a best friend, or maybe your boss. For others, though, you're, you're personally driven. You want to take on many things at once to drive your life forward, to drive your business forward, but essentially, on one level, perhaps you're never quite satisfied with how much you're getting done each day. So whatever's behind this, this is also fundamentally a boundary issue. And if you're not careful, it gets you stuck in the following loop. So you have slightly too much to do. Your brain is constantly alert, thinking about all of this stuff you have to do, which inhibits sleep. And then the next day you're more tired, less efficient, less motivated, and you get less done then the following day you have to spend even more time doing stuff to catch up you go to bed later therefore you worry more you sleep less and then the whole cycle gets worse so what you end up with over time is there's a lot of activity but because of the impact of not sleeping on your functioning then you're not actually as productive so a lot of activity but not as much productivity the, the sort of false economy of doing more and, and sacrificing sleep and I'll give you one final example. So many of you will not be setting and sticking to a boundary for your evening routine. You'll be continuing your active day right up to very close to when you want to go to sleep. And then you'll zoom in on the last 10 to 30 minutes immediately before lights out. And what I mean by this is that, and you, you may have tried many things to help you sleep already, but most, if not all of them, if you take a step back, probably focused on either doing something or consuming something in the 10 to 30 minutes 
immediately before you want to go to sleep. And you will have heard me say before, this is one of the biggest mistakes that I see people making. I touched on this in episode seven, when I mentioned that most of us, when we try to tackle sleep, try all these quick fixes. And when you take a step back, and you look back at the things that you've tried, what you'll probably notice is that the majority of these quick fixes, had you focused on doing something or consuming something in this tiny window of time right before you actually wanted to go to sleep. But here's the thing, your body was designed to have an evening phase. It was never designed to kind of hard edge between active day and sleeping night. And to give you an example, like how many of you have tried to get a young child to sleep and you can relate to this. You can't take your child from a party atmosphere to a nice deep sleep in 10 minutes. And guess what? You are no different as an adult. You just think you are. And I really want you to understand this point because it's totally significant for tackling sleep. And so in our modern world of electric light and 24 seven technology and being constantly connected, it's meaning the lines between the active day and the relaxing evening have become blurred and we're pushing the active day closer and closer to our night. So you have to set a boundary for your body and mind to move from the active daytime into a relaxing evening phase well in advance in preparation for sleep. You know, not the last 10 minutes well in advance to have a a relaxing evening phase. And if you don't set this boundary and give clear signals to your body and mind that you've entered the evening phase and instead you carry on going at full pace up until the point where you want to go to sleep, what happens? Your body and mind only recognise a transition to the evening phase when you actually get into bed. And so it only starts its evening phase then and it only starts unwinding when you actually lie down. So particularly this one is going to be relevant for those of you who are taking ages to get to sleep in the first place. Or maybe you crash out but then you're waking in the night and um, you're lying awake and you can't get back to sleep for a while. Okay, so in summary... I find that there's a link between people who struggle to set certain boundaries for themselves and then their ability to sleep. And I've talked about some of the typical examples of this, the boundary of trying to constantly push to do more and more, the boundary between the active day and the relaxing evening, and then that final boundary between being up and actually going to sleep and lying down in bed. So your takeaway action for this week is to reflect on these three boundaries in your own life and ask yourself, have you set these boundaries? And if you have, do you consistently, i.e. every single day, do you stick to these boundaries? Or maybe this episode has made you think of some others, but if you don't, what can you change this week to try and work on these? And to finish, I've got three tips on boundary setting for you to try. So number one, um, define your boundary. So really simple, but crucial first step, work out where you're gonna draw these lines so that you know what you have to do, what you have to stick to. Number two, tell others about your boundaries in advance so that you don't have to try and confront people with them later. So for example, tell your friend in advance that you are totally stacked out with stuff on at the minute so that if they do ask, then it preempts turning down a request then if you have to. So then you won't feel like you're making excuses at that particular time when you turn down that request because you've already said that you had too much on. And number three, 
Tell your support network about your boundaries so that they can support you and keep you accountable. So tell your sleep coach that you want to set these boundaries so that they can help you establish them, work out an evening routine, work out when these boundaries should be for you in your particular circumstances, and then support you to stick to them. Tell the people that you live with so that they can remind you and encourage you to stop work at the time that you've set, for example. Okay, I hope you found this useful. Again, we covered a lot this week, but I know that this will make a real difference for you if you can start setting and sticking to these boundaries. So thanks for listening and have a great week. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes. Or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.